Hello, I'm Jason Ball, and this is Friends with Friends, the podcast where we discuss all 236 episodes of the TV show Friends, one at a time, and I'm here with my friends. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Vanessa. Hi, I'm Jackie, and I am the Friends fanatic. And I'm Vanessa Martinez, and you be in the group who started watching during quarantine. All right, let's get to it. The 59th episode. Whew, this is a 59th. Well, actually, we've done more than that because we've done a couple of bonus episodes. Yes, yes. So this is the one we're going to discuss, the one where Chandler can't remember which sister, which is a very long and wordy title. (laughs) Uh, It premiered on January 9th, 1997 to 29.8 million viewers. That's a lot. So this is the first uh, kind of mid-season, first launch after the holidays, first episode after the holidays. Mm -hmm. Jackie, tell us what happened. So Chandler is still not over Janice. And gets drunk at Joey's party. Then he ends up making out with one of Joey's sister, but he can't remember which one. <laughs> Hence the title. Rachel meets Mark, who is going to help her get a job at Bloomingdale's. And Ross starts to get jealous. And so these Ross next- starts to get annoying. These next few episodes are so cringeworthy for Ross's character. I just this is where like it starts. Like it, it's just. Not it starts because I've kind of not been a big fan of Ross. I still like him, but you know, I have my criticisms. <laughs> he, but it's interesting because they really haven't talked a lot about the fo- the storylines haven't focused on their relationships in the last couple of episodes. Yeah. Really, actually, maybe like most of this season, right? So I don't know if they're the writers are missing that. I feel like the audience is missing that. I mean, the ratings haven't really dipped so it's not mm-hmm. like they're going back to the well to create that tension between them but they're definitely revving that back up right they are they're revving it back up for something big about to happen in the next few episodes so uh, yeah so. i i didn't like how ross acted in this episode it made me kind of upset to see that instead of him being happy for rachel he was just totally thinking about himself and not yes. what was best for her well, exactly. his insecurity flares up, and it's not attractive. No, yes. not at all. Mm-mm. Exactly. And that's, remember, when I interviewed Schwimmer, he said that he's insecurity, like he's in decision-making, you know? So it's totally true, and especially in these next few episodes. The insecurity is just off the wall. So the whole thing starts when, you know, obviously Rachel took this new job, and it turned out not to be what she wanted it to be what she thought it was going to be. I love the episode. He's uh, something a little more fashion. Can you untangle this closet full of hangers? Yeah. She's like all excited. And then it's like, Oh, and then open the closet. Those wire hangers. I hate those wire hangers. I hate wire hangers too. And I hate when they get all tangled up like that. It's but that was pretty funny. Yeah. Every time I go to the dry cleaners and they give me wire hangers, I always take them back. Oh, you do? I just <laughs> no. throw mine out. I literally no. throw mine out. That's no. a better idea, though, to take them back. Yeah. I mean, they'd probably be able to save money and recycle. Do they appreciate it every time you take them back? <laughs> um, They take them. They don't really say anything. That's so funny. I actually have to go back and pick up clothes, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I could see how frustrating it was, but Jackie, like you said in the previous episode, she has to pay her dues, and if this is one of them, this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I do think it's classic Rachel, though. Rachel reverts a little bit when she's back at Monica's diner, when Monica's in the 50s getup. 
talking about how she's having to do this job that she hates. That's not really part of her, you know, her career tangentially, but not really part of her career. Mm-hmm. And Monica's like, hello. Yeah, just because it's slightly remotely related. And Monica's like, I'm doing the same thing. Hello. Yeah. And then she calls out a 50s theme diner. Oh, yes. yeah. That's terrible. But then someone comes saving the day for, for Rachel, even though she's kind of giving him the cold shoulder. Now, in Ross's defense, he is, uh, Mark is very handsome. Very handsome. <laughs> he is. I know he is. So, and that's the thing, too. It's like, I feel, of course, it's like Ross no, he's a guy, so he knows, like, oh, you want to help out a pretty girl, like, you're going to help out a pretty girl, you know, but, um, but still, like, this is something in her career, and she has, he has to trust Rachel, so I get it, but I don't like it. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, irks me the wrong way, for sure. Yeah. So he's played by Stephen Eckholt, so I'm hoping that we'll be able to get him on the podcast so he could discuss because again like there's such an uproar about them not getting together getting together in the beginning of the series and i want to know like the timing of this why did they decide to break up with him here why did they or why did they decide to like bring mark on right here you know so refocus, refocus on their relationship and it, what's interesting about it is they only focus on like the problem i guess that's where the drama is created but. yeah yeah the problematic stuff yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Mark seems like a, you know, we don't really know that much about him yet. He seems like a reasonably nice guy. And I always say, in your career, you should use every tool in your toolbox to get what you need and what you want for your career. So, you know, because some people have advantages that we don't have, whether it's family Mm -hmm. connections or, you know, just people who you know. So anybody, you, any opportunity you have to get the job you want, use it. I mean, don't be unethical or do anything illegal. Yeah, but. yeah. Do it, yeah. do it in a way that's, that's uh, uh, a value, I guess. Yeah, I appreciate guys like Mark or people like Mark because it, I think this day and age, it's hard to find people who will help you mm-hmm. um, and not expect anything in return. So I feel like at any time, like, you know, whether it was my career, whoever it was, I always appreciate and remember those people mm-hmm. because it's important. And they're important. great people mm-hmm. spreading the love and yeah. and helping you get there. Exactly. Just to know their character. Yes. And it's at Bloomingdale's. And so the job is at Bloomingdale's. I know. It's like she shops at Bloomingdale's earlier in the series. They, we see the big brown bag earlier. So it was just like kind of uh, premonitions of it, you know? This really is her dream job. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's uh, she's a, the assistant to a buyer, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So then Mark is an assistant, and she's the assistant. So that's how Mark gets her in, you know, and gets yeah. an interview. Two assistants, though that that whoever that's, that's, Miranda, Miranda, that's some Miranda Priestley stuff. Yes, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Like it's like Miranda Priestley, two assistants. I guess that's I don't know. I've never been in fashion. I don't know that industry. I don't know anybody in the industry, so I don't know how that. Works. I did have one friend. Um, I don't know if she still does, but she works worked or works for Jimmy Choo, and she would oh. actually um, be the one to you know you see celebrities on the red carpet they yeah. wear jimmy choo shoes she she worked there in like the pr section so she would always wow. meet the designers and everything like that she would pick up the shoes from the homes and like 
bring him oh. back. So she had a very, she has or has had a very cool job. I haven't talked to her in a while. Wow. I think that's what Rachel likes about it too. The, the, the glamour of the, the, the business and, and that fashion. And, and that's what she likes about it. So that's good. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Just mm-hmm. you know, go in and, and do it and do the work and get where you want to get. And, but you need the support from your, your boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost like Mark was acting a little, I wouldn't say completely like her boyfriend, but supporting her like a boyfriend should. He was training her for the interview when Ross just showed jealousy. Didn't even offer any kind of training, mm-hmm. even if he didn't know anything about the field. Like he could have said, oh, do you need help prepping? Like, I don't know much, but I can help you or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, that's certainly the irritating part that he is blindly focused on his own and jealousy and insecurity that he's not even really paying attention to her, which is yeah. really disappointing. And it just yeah. the next episode, he steps it up to a whole nother level. So. Yeah. And I mean, even the part where, you know, you see Rachel coming out of the elevator and you see Ross sitting there with a daisy or whatever he was holding yeah. the flower, you think that he's going to come around. But then he does it he, because he once it. Mark comes out of the elevator telling Rachel he got she got the job. Yeah, he was more excited for her than Ross was. Uh, yeah, so I get it. He's a little jealous, but he needs to manifest it differently. I mean, he's yeah. he's almost being misogynistic, and he doesn't like he yep. doesn't want to have a career. Yep, true, exactly. Because yeah. he probably it is in that misogynistic sense that he's you know the men are always supposed to be the breadwinners, and he's the one with the the higher career than her, and so it's misogynistic in that sense. Maybe he liked her being just a waitress as he put on his list earlier, you know? So it's, it's hard for us who like, I don't go out guys that are like that, you know? So I know it's the nineties and things have changed since then, but still it's like, come on, dude, come on. (laughs) Come on is right. (laughs) All right. Well, we have fun things to talk about. So let's talk about all of Joey's sisters when we come back from a quick break. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, we are back. And uh, talk about the Tribbiani sisters. When they walk into his party... <laughs> That is hilarious. Literally, you can, I mean, they're all dressed alike. They have very similar haircuts. You cannot <laughs> tell right. them apart. So, Here's the thing I noticed, too. They also could pass for a Janice. They, they do kind of look like Janice. Well, they they kind of, uh, he's instinctively, like, uh, Joey's instinctively annoyed by Janice because it's like sisters. Yeah. yeah. So all of their names are Mary Angela, Mary Therese, Tina, Dina, Gina, Veronica, and Cookie. <laughs> is Cookie her real name, or is that a? a I don't know. A nickname. But she's the tough one. 
She's a tough yeah. one. Remember when Phoebe went to the bar and said, like, oh, I'm getting vodka cranberry? And she goes, oh, no kidding. That's the exact same drink I made for myself when I, after I shot my husband. She <laughs> goes, I don't know how to talk to you. <laughs> that was my favorite line, actually. But, yeah, so Gina Triviani was actually played by KJ Steinberg, and she is now a writer and producer for This Is Us. And she was oh. also a writer and producer for Friends and a show Mistresses. So, so she does have that behind the scenes friends, you Mm -hmm. know, I wonder if they just kind of like, I wonder if they said, oh, you look like you could pass for a Tribbiani. Let's, you know, put you in there or she's not really an actress. I mean, in her IMBD, it says she wasn't, she was the writer producer. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe they just needed another Tribbiani. Yeah. (laughs) The other Tribbianis, who are the other ones too? Yeah, and so I looked them all up. Um, there was only a few who had roles or anything really in Hollywood. Holly Gagnier played Mary Angela. Mm. She's also starred in Baywatch, ER, One Life to Live. And mm. then Alex Manessis, she was Cookie Tribbiani. She was in Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. She had a supporting role in the movie Selena. Oh, was she, and, was she the sister? I'm not sure. I couldn't oh, find oh. out. Let's see. And then um, she also had a recurring role in Everybody Loves Raymond. She was Robert's Italian girlfriend, Stefania. Mm. All the other sisters, we don't know where they went. <laughs> we don't know where they went. Oh. Is Cookie the one that punches uh, Chandler in the end? Yes. 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 So, because so who, who shot her husband also punched uh, Chandler. Okay. Some of them okay. are violent. <laughs> so, Cookie was not um, Selena's sister, Suzette. Jackie. Gr- Gera played Selena's sister. Yeah. I think it's so funny how Chandler tries to distinguish which one is Mary Angela, but it doesn't work out for him in the end because Uh it just gets worse and worse and worse. It's hilarious how no matter what question he asks, the grandmother answers, so he doesn't know. And then he thinks Maria Teresa, Maria Teresa's her because she's hitting on him. Yeah, so then he kisses another sister because he thinks it's Mary Angela, and then Mary Angela walks in and is like, hi, Mary Angela. And then all the sisters come in, and then they're all, you know, telling Joey, hey, you know, get rid of him. We don't like him. And then it just doesn't work out for Chandler. No matter what he does to make things right, it backfires. Life is Chandler. Yeah, I love drunk Chandler. I thought he was hilarious. (laughs) I thought he was hilarious. (laughs) And to play drunk, too, I mean... It's fun, but to be an actor and play drunk. But then it's like when you do actually get to that level of drunk, you really are like that. And then you're conscious of it thinking like, I can't be acting like I'm drunk. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny though. It's hilarious. It was good. He did a good job with it. Yeah. Yeah. Joey's very funny too. How he's so, I mean, he's such a womanizer, but then he is so protective of his sisters too at the same time, which is interesting. Or maybe he's just a ladies man. Maybe he's not a womanizer. Yeah, we didn't see his parents in this episode, and I'm trying yeah. to think back if because we met his parents once. We met his dad, but I don't think we met his mom yet. Yeah, we met his mom. Remember, it was Briefly the whole at the affair? end of the episode. Oh, at the end of the yeah. episode. No, remember Joey and the affair with um with the dad and everything that was in like yeah. season one. Yeah, right. yeah, so and then the mom comes, comes into in the apartment. and like, smacks him, gives him bad groceries, and smacks him. Uh, oh, that's right, because oh. she knew about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I wonder where they were. Like, was this just dinner at Grandma's house? Yeah, I would imagine. Hmm. I mean, Italians—they're known to have like the big family dinners with their everybody. So, yeah, but they're 
Big families. Oh, and then Phoebe here, you know, she meets mystery guy, noisy guy upstairs. And instead of telling him something, she canoodles with him. <laughs> she canoodles. I like your canoodles. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like, actually one of the funniest parts of it. Yeah. Uh, that was what I think because it's, you know, we, we've all lived in a part. I mean, I lived in an apartment building where you could hear everything your neighbors did. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I can hear like where my neighbor steps, but I can't hear and I can hear his music. But like I mentioned before, but I can't hear exactly what he's doing or what. He's well, doing. I think you should be a Phoebe. Go up there. No. Talk to him and see what's going on. No way, Jose. I don't bring sand to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not bringing it to the beach. You're taking it to the beach. No, uh, the beach is my house. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, well. so. So the noise, so the... Is our friend Ira. Yes, yeah, he mentioned that in our last podcast or, Two or episodes when, we interviewed, when we interviewed him. And it was the, they were holding cups and doing it on a mic. And uh, it's because he was the only one who could um, pretend. Really figure out how to do it right. Yeah. The sound yes. that everyone liked, liked the most. So he got to do it. But he didn't get credit for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Cool to finally we like watch this episode knowing that was him. It's like, oh yeah, we know that guy. We know that. Yes. He's now our new friend. Yeah, oh. but I love how uh, once he and um Phoebe canoodle, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> and how creeped out uh, Monica and Rachel are about that. Oh my gosh, I was laughing out loud when I was watching this again. <laughs> so, oh <my> <laughs> Do you have to go on a walk and get here? It's like, oh my god! It was yeah, definitely interesting. I think I would feel the same way as Monica, only because you can yeah. hear what's happening, and I don't yeah. think no, anyone no, should know no, what's no, happening. No, no one wants to know that. But once upon a time, when I was living in Miami and I was working the overnight shift, I left to go to work at like two in the morning, and I walked out. When I opened the apartment door, I could hear the neighbors canoodling oh. <laughs> and I was thinking I'm going to work <laughs> I hope you never had to see them <laughs> no. oh, I've had I've I've heard my neighbors canoodle too in other apartments and I'm just like I left oh I had to leave a note on my first studio um that I lived in I want to say like it was like four years ago I had to leave a note on the door because they were canoodling too much <laughs> oh my god what did this note say okay. this is I totally forgot about this until we were talking about it. Okay. Um, and it says, it said, hello, although I support, or I'm, I support love, but I do not, or I don't know. It was something like nice. I support love, but I don't want to hear it or something like that. <laughs> Did you sign it like apartment? No, I, I signed it. Um, your neighbor, like, I, so he wouldn't know which one. But when I was moving out, he asked me, "Were you the one that left the note on the door?" <laughs> and you told him yes. No, I just laughed. <laughs> that was probably a dead giveaway. <laughs> of course, he just laughed, and he was he was cute too. But like, he had a girlfriend, obviously. So, <laughs> but yeah, I could I could easily hear them. So. Oh, it was a lot. And it stopped for a while. Like, I think they're more conscious of it, you know? So, yeah. Did you guys have a favorite line? Mine was Drunk Chandler, where he's getting drunk over the, the jello shots. And then he get, uh, Monica goes, stick out your tongue. And he goes, take off your shirt. You know, <laughs> way he delivered that line. <laughs> 
the way he delivered that line, I seriously, it's like I'm still laughing over it. <laughs> my favorite was um, when Joey's sister says, that's the same drink I had after I killed my husband. And yeah. he goes, wow, I didn't know how to talk to you. Well, I don't yeah. know how to talk to you. Yeah. It's funny because she says what everyone would be thinking, but too afraid to say. Yeah, because right. you'd just be sitting there like, well, Okay. You're all thinking that. I'm like, mm, I don't know what to say. And she, says it. she, she didn't even say that. It's even funnier because she's, yeah. I don't know how to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the way that they're delivering their lines is just so, like, they're just so on point. They're just so great. Like, all of these actors. It's funny. Yeah. Jason, yeah. did you have one? I like that a lot. I, I thought that was a good exchange. Totally. Yes. Another all right. Episode. Coming up on the next episode of Friends with Friends. Ugh. Ross's jealousy gets out of hand. Reaches a new level. This is why one of the main reasons I don't like him. Okay, anyways. And also why you should never lie on your resume. We'll talk about that next time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so if you like us, subscribe, download, and give us nice comments. And follow us on Friends Friends Podcast on Instagram. Bye-bye. Bye.